into it. What is up and welcome to the Miseducation of Music. You are here with Jay Treb and I got a special guest with me today. I got Ro Marsalis in the building, man. We've been trying to get this episode together for a minute. Man, but you know, guys. <laughs> Even pre-pandemic. I remember. And pre-pandemic, we tried to get this episode together and I'm so glad because I think it came at the right time. Yep. Absolutely. And that's the way I believe everything happens. Like, I'm always just like, oh, okay, this is going to happen when it's supposed to. Mm. I think this was the right time. We had Feature Form Studios yeah, with it, are, man. We're in my studio, Feature Form Studio. We are studio. in his studio with it, man. And it's like, this is North Knox Avenue. <laughs> this is also the new setup, too. That's another <laughs> reason why it's like, it's even dope that we, we got to do it when we got to do it, because I think that's really cool. What did you it, think when I told you, uh, hey, man, we remodeling? Yeah, you sent what me did the you message. Think? What did you and think I was when just I told like, you? Well, I hope it can still be podcasted in. Like, that was my only... I was like, well, if you change this side to a drum room, yeah, it was going to be like, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. Uh, like, right. yeah. I guess I'm going to have to go somewhere else. And the thing is, I really wanted to come to this studio because mm. of the reputation you've built for it. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Like, that was big for me when I was in the pandemic and I was trying to figure out how I was going to continue the podcast, what yeah. the next steps were. I, I wrote down Feature Form Studios. Like, it's where I wanted to record at man, because I, I saw it. the energy you guys had in here. I saw all the tracks that were being made in here. And I was like, these are the tracks I listen to. Why not be, uh, like, uh, as a fan, yeah. why not be around the energy of the music that's in my headphones? Mm. And then on top of that, you got a project that's in my headphones right now that we're going to talk about it. as well, man. So I love to tell people the first exposure I had to them, and I think I mentioned this to you, but it was Wayside. Kiko, mm. my homie Key, put me on. Yeah. And that track was so crazy. Just to hear what you did with your voice to hear the singing and how you can just set up an artist coming into a verse like I just want to kick it off with the how did you get started in this music like how did you get to you you create something that almost is only your lane and how did you get to that man I wish it you know it was the only my lane. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> bro that's the beauty I, of yeah, it yeah I mean as a creative it's kind of like I'm not thinking and I remember right when I was a kid when I was a young kid my dad was a really big music buff, and like he's always had a massive CD and cassette just collection. All the physical media. And so I remember I was like eight or nine. I was just like, "Yo, who's the you know? What do you call? Who's the people that make the music? Like, like who made who they, this thing for you made, to get?" <laughs> my dad made the distinction randomly that, "Hey, this is the artist's music, but other people produce it." That's and interesting. So, I don't think a lot of kids like get that. Yeah, get get that even like little piece of information. Of, well, like, I was a nerd. There's a whole bunch of people that went into this process. Like yeah. this is not just the artist you hear. Mm. It's the engineer, the recording engineer. Mm. Somebody had to find them. Somebody had to put the album out. Like mm -hmm. that's crazy. So like yeah, I used to read liner notes all the time, and he finally just explained to me what that was, what a composer was, what a arranger is, what a producer is, and wow. so that was very applicable for music. Um, pre-1980, right? Mm -hmm. um, not so much afterwards. Yeah, it was the digital like, era of music. It's hard, um, it's hard to keep a, a running list mm -hmm. together when you're streaming an album. So but when you can just click my it favorite, simply. My but. favorite as a kid was Teddy Riley. He's like my all-time. Mm -hmm. um, he's top five right now. But, wow, okay. But as a kid, because my dad from, is from that era, you know, New Jack Swing was, was his era. Um and you know my dad danced and and everything else and stuff. When I just danced, that sounded really bad. <laughs> Yo, my dad danced. Y'all do with that what y'all will. No, but like but my, you said, New Jack Swing, right? New Jack Swing, like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, right? So it New wasn't Jack just Swing, just like he was nah, out there dancing. Nah, my man's. You know, I mean, he had me 
you know, dancing in front of TV when MC Hammer and stuff would come on. So, like, you know, I grew mm-hmm. up with that, right? So That energy was just always there. And my dad always told me, you know, Teddy Riley made a lane of his own. New Jack Swing is nothing else like it. That's his. That's just what it is. And even though when a white it, journalist, you say his name. Mm-hmm. a white journalist came up with the term New Jack Swing, but he owned it and took it and was like, "Yep, yep, sure." And like yeah. if that's what you're gonna call it, right. it's, you still gotta put Teddy Riley at the end. Of but it. I think what I learned from that was like I don't think of myself as trying to make a like make my own lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people are able to decipher like, oh, this is a road track from other people's. That's cool too. I mean, I can. So I, yeah. I mean, and that's like I think it it comes from that the elements you bring to it, especially with the layering of the vocals and then just like how good your voice sounds with the reverb. Like I, I, I feel like that that's the part that's like chilling and comes back. That's the reoccurring part. Like, mm. cause when you got like the crew, like that figure you should know, like that just, that part would, it's so memorable. Mm. And then when I come into like the tracks, like the, I feel out of place and mm. you get that like loud, yeah, just all of the stacks spacious. It's almost like that's a road track to me. If I had to put a sound to it, like I would mm. be like, Oh, road did that because I can hear that. I can hear how you just like created almost like flooding in my headphones. Like mm. the music's coming out of everywhere. Um, I remember I was like on week eight, uh, the random Wednesdays mm. and the saw was just like, Bro, do you hear how cohesive all this is? So cohesive. And I said, bro, I'm losing my mind. And no, I don't. It's like, I didn't even know that this was cohesive. Well, so I made a... Was this, the, were the random Wednesdays like a flow of conscious thing? Was that just like you were putting them out as you were creating? Was it planned before? Because I'm assuming not because you were just saying... That. I quit my job. <laughs> okay. Right? And I said, yeah, I'm going to wheel myself into doing this full time. Mm-hmm. And a part of that was me saying, I'm going to drop a song every week. Every single um, Wednesday. I did last... Tu- I did random Tuesdays the year before. And before mm-hmm. that, I did random Mondays. So huh, this so was, was actually the logical. third iteration. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it on Wednesdays. And... I'm going to try to break a record. And so um, my wife, and this is back when I didn't listen to my wife. That's why I big up so much now because things work so much better because I listened to her. Life just got a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, a whole life. So before then, I never listened to her. She was just like, you need to get some songs together first before you start dropping them. And you were like, you don't know what you're talking about. I was like, Gene, I make songs every day. <laughs> And That's I said, boom, dropped the first one. I was feeling good. Boom, worked on a Tuesday and Tuesday night and made the second week. And that was, uh, I think that was crew, mm-hmm. right? Boom, third week, feeling it. Fourth week, I'm Not all that. out. I'm, I'm in danger. I've made a promise that I'm, I cannot fulfill danger. anymore. And so that's why a lot of them, you know, I never was able really to put them on streaming services mm-hmm. while I was doing it weekly because... They weren't getting done until almost seven o'clock on Wednesday. So it was like if you wanted it to drop on streaming service, you almost no would have had to. There was no you way. You would have had it done beforehand, no like yeah. a week at least. Yeah. So I was losing my mind because it wasn't like it was me trying to be cohesive or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a concept person. That's where my OCD lies. So I had to create the concept of randomness. So I thought I was being random. So, so you were actually working within a parameter. Yeah. You just called that parameter random. Random. In order for me <laughs> to tell myself it's okay yeah. that this sounds nothing like everything else going on. And that's kind of how I worked, like, period. So the so, entire duration of it all. So. so for that, so you say you're working in this, like, conceptual space almost. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that relate as we dive into spaces? 
Because, um, I mean, so I, I heard what you said on Illinois Radio. I don't want to really ask too many redundant questions. No, nah, bro. But it's, it's one of the things where it's yeah. like, this album is pretty deep, and I kind of want to get the explanation from you. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it don't matter. Y'all have mm-hmm. already listened. <laughs> You've already enjoyed it. You, you have it. It's I didn't yours. write. 90% of uh, mm-hmm. Random Wednesdays at all. Okay. So like none of us were in it, especially not Wayside. That was me trying to introduce the world to Shy. And that's, and see, I heard that from Kiko. I heard the the aspect of you trying to introduce the world to Shy. Yeah, that's- Not the, the aspect of the writing. Yeah, so but I, like, I, didn't, I, didn't write any, I didn't write Crew. I didn't write Knockoffs. I didn't write, write Confidants. It okay. Was, so- Again, not to demystify stuff, but I like. I don't really honest. think it demystifies it so much. It as wasn't it. deep for me. What it was was, you know, who was a really big influence on me for that third iteration for Random Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Tierra Wax. She had dropped Wax World, wow. and what I loved about Tierra Wax writing is, if you ask Tierra Wax what Hungry Hippos is about, she's gonna tell you Hungry Hippos was one of my childhood favorite games. So I made a song about it, and that's just- and I've seen think pieces on the song. About and, and there's nothing it has to do with that. patriarchy and and so and she's just like it's this simple though. And so what I took from that was, hey, I don't need to try to do PhD level Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. you know, ultra deep uh, lyrics to it. I feel like the simple things in life are some of the deepest things. And I feel like that's the aspect of putting yourself into a track. Mm. So I feel like it doesn't, and this is the aspect of like why the 90% of the writing doesn't matter. You have to leave something on the track when you approach it. So it doesn't matter who, and that's like, if we were to circle back to an artist like Beyonce, Mm. we don't care that Beyonce doesn't write her lyrics because but every time Beyonce picks up a microphone, she's going to leave a piece of herself Mm -hmm. on that song. And I think that's the element that there's no demystifying because the thing is, it's still inside of you because someone else could have still said those words, but Mm. it wouldn't have had the same connotation or the same energy. And that's the only thing that matters to me, right? Um, I had to ask myself this question this year, right? While I was listening to the off season, and I was just like, these beats, they're nice beats. Mm-hmm. They're not like, oh my God. Nothing is crazy there. Right? The mixing, it's not my favorite mixed project. I feel like it was right? just at the crib right? project. So I'm not being critical, but the, the reason why I kept going back to that album was because Cole was leaving feeling out there, man. When you, you get to a track like Let Go My Hand, yeah. it's like, who cares about it? It's, it's simple sample. The drums are just easy pattern, mm-hmm. easy old school New York almost. But you can with feel that. everything he's But saying. the second he gets to the verse and he says, today my son said, dad, let go of my hand. You yeah. just, your heart almost sinks. And then you hear the boss come in with the soldier song over the top. Like those are emotions. Those are pieces of them exactly. that they put into the track. And then to, to relate that over to the music that you've given, the music freestyle you did, I've used that on the podcast two times now as an outro track because I feel like it was so simplistic. You looped that sample, pitched it up. It was almost just like, ah, I wish I did it. Mm-hmm. And then when you came in with those words over the top, like it, it, the feeling was there. It sounded like all of it was just a lament into the microphone. I think I was quitting. Almost, is that what that is? Because yeah. it almost felt like, because you even said like the tape might not drop in there and things like that. You said that like you curse to never drop when you promise. And like, it was almost like you were just like, I just got to tell you what's up. I just got to let y'all know I'm done. That's that's kind of what it was. I was just like, you know what? I came to a realization to understand it. And I still have it now, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I work with a lot of people. I'm working on a couple albums right now. And so 
I don't have the pressures I used to have on myself because we live in a society that tells us, oh, you have to have results, right? We care about the results and doing whatever it takes to have results. But the best creativity, you're not going to be able to just manufacture and rush that. Well, I don't so, care who you is. Exactly. And I mean, the results might be stressed, but the creativity is on the process. Yeah. And so it's in that like actually creating it it's yeah. it's not it's not within the press upload and hand to the world yeah and so it doesn't work that way but I, a lot of people think it does and so i'm producing for one project um and the guy's just like dude like what is it gonna take and my whole thing is is dude like we just gotta keep living i, I, I know that sounds life it sounds you gotta nuts, you gotta, you gotta have something to put into there yeah i, I live by the rule of Listen, man, if I, I know I know what I'm looking for to have happen in a song in order for me to enjoy it. And mm -hmm. it has very little to do with genre. It's very little to do with sometimes even skill level, right? I'm not mm -hmm. one of those elitist people. I'm looking for something to connect to, right? It has to be intangible. Right. It has to be. And so, I mean, I love grunge rock songs because... There's something there that's real, right? And so that's what All I look for. All that matters for. is that somebody put something into a track. Like that's why that's why music is so amazing. Mm -hmm. That's why it's something everybody can relate to because there are tracks that are in Broadway plays mm -hmm. that are easily more relatable than some things that are on the radio. Yeah. There are tracks that are in country music mm -hmm. that are sometimes more relatable than the rap tracks from people made who grew up on the same block. I think mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so as a result, though, I recognize just like. I can't force myself to feel good every day. You cannot force yourself to create something amazing every day. I don't care what nobody says. Um, I know a lot of people that they say, you know, I'm in the studio every day. I am. But <laughs> at the same time. I'm not time, making something that no, I believe is no, just crazy great no, every single day. No, that's not how this works, right? Because an athlete is in the gym every day too, right? Mm -hmm. But it's all preparation because if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So if you're not. And you don't know when it's, you don't know what you're getting ready for either, especially in the creativity. Yeah. Like, are you getting creatively ready for a project? Are you getting creatively ready for a single? You don't know until you really just get that energy. And I think I'm really difficult because we got through three iterations mm -hmm. in order to finally end up with spaces. Mm -hmm. When I say end up, I don't mean like, oh, I guess we'll use these tracks, but more of like, we went through three different concepts three different ideas, three different trains of thought and tried to connect spiritually to it. And I just couldn't. And I'm, I think what makes it difficult for me to create as an artist is just because um, I don't have a problem saying, ah, it's not there. I'm done. But I think, I think that's fine. Actually, and it's crazy that you're you're uh, you're able to even dig that out of yourself, you know, mm -hmm. to even understand that about yourself. I'm not creativity, get mad. exactly, because it's like a lot of people I feel stress that aspect of the creativity, mm -hmm. where it's like if I'm not creating something, that means that I'm I'm hindering myself. Yeah. When it's like sometimes the process just has not started. Like, yeah. what do I have to say that? And this is the thing, right? So if somebody like when Kendrick did Good Kid, Mad City. Mm -hmm. You put your heart and soul into that. It's 20-something tracks. It's got a cohesive theme and concept throughout the whole thing. You got skits running all the way through it. I can imagine that after doing something like that, and I know that he has a reputation of always working on stuff, yeah. but 
you got a lot of that still in you. So anything you're creating after the fact, it's going to sound like it, be influenced by it, has something to do if with it. If you don't take that time to exactly. cleanse your palate. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like you got to live You're just going to hand people the same thing all you gotta the time. You got to go live life. And so some people are okay with that. But one thing I've noticed um, just from a historical standpoint is longevity goes to the person that knows how to evolve and adapt. Not the, the artist. one who was always in your face. Yeah, nah. Because I'm gonna get tired of seeing you. And that's real. You I don't know? think I don't think we notice that in the world today of TikTok and all these other things where Denzel it's like post this many times, this. post this many times a day, yeah. get this many pieces of content out because you're not doing anything if you don't do this. Where it's like, why not? Why don't I create one piece of quality content that meant something to that's me? That's gonna be and then something give you it to the world because you might want to play this two years from now. Mm-hmm. But if I'm giving you today's content, you don't want it tomorrow. Yeah. And that's that's what's happening to a lot of content creators because it's kind of short-sighted in that way, right? I'm going to drop bars about Milwaukee winning the championship. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool right now. Yeah, but, but it's But now like, you've just dated. You've just put... You put a timestamp on yeah, that song. On it has a, an expiration date. that could be timeless. And I believe all of these forms of media have the opportunity to be timeless yeah. if you don't make them too timely. Mm-hmm. Like, you just... You cannot focus in on literally the headline of today's news. I found myself... Because <laughs> I started... You know, I examined my diets with stuff. Like, mm-hmm. right now, my food, as you can tell, uh, isn't too great. So I'm making changes there. I'm tired of being fat. But anyway, um, like as far as my media diet, I'm really conscious Mm -hmm. of what I'm digesting because I notice it does affect art and what I'm doing. And so I noticed that shows I enjoy generally don't deal with any current events at all. I love Bob's Burgers. It's a show about nothing. They're going to throw something at the wall yeah. for the whole episode yeah. and you can smile. Dude, I, yeah. Watching Louise set a school on fire, yeah, I don't mind if I do. You know what I mean? It's like, like because the next episode, none of that matters and there's no, no gravity. No, it's reset. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a theatrical term for it. But yeah, it has to reset because it's like a situational comedy. Yep, situational comedies have to reset. That's that's so crazy. Like that's so that's so insane that that's that's the media that you're intaking, mm. and then what you're creating from that. Mm. So I kind of want to dive into spaces a little bit deeper. Yeah, man. As sorry, we're on been, this conversation. No, talking. gee, no. I've yeah. that's what you're here for. We okay. <laughs> brought you on the podcast to talk. But my G, so spaces like for you to say that you like that media where it can reset each time. I feel like I can kind of get that concept out of spaces in the way of each mm. song being like a different thing each one is like a i'm dealing with this i'm dealing with this like is that is that kind of in that realm or no well so i wanted hmm, there's several different i feel like there's, there's there's a lot of different moods and a lot of nuanced ways to feel where you don't want to be around people and yeah. i am my wife she, She'll tell you I'm the more social one, and I agree yeah. to an extent. Well, I, I I'm more of an ambivert than anything. I yeah. I go through months of just not wanting. And it's to be like bothered. let me just not speak to anybody. Yeah. I agree with that. I, like I that's the only reason my podcast has seasons. Yeah, like, you know, it's because yeah. it's like oh wait no we're going to hiatus do this right now because uh, I yeah. can't go sit in yeah. front of somebody and in mm-hmm. front of a camera. And so you know I've had some people say oh this conspiracy you need to recharge and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not wrong or right, but I will but it's say like this: you could just be tired. Everything is in time <laughs> and season, and yeah. and so there's been times where I f- I'm supposed to be vocal or I'm supposed to be outgoing and 
networking all the time because I own a business and because as an artist, you are the business, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, just far more times than not opportunities I pass on or just, you know, just situations where this could be a chance for me to meet people and I would just rather not. I just it's like rather, I'd rather just kick it at the crib. I would rather one. just. And I, I yeah. believe that you should have that ability yeah, to kind of, yeah. you know, like. I would rather just not. But there's so many. And since being in this industry on a professional level that I've just been acquainted with and um, I um, don't really write or do love songs or conventional songs in general. Mm-hmm. And I figured that out kind of early on because I would always try. And every time I tried those songs, they never worked. It was just like, uh, that's not what it sounded like. It never worked. And <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm over here trying to make a Justin Timberlake beat. And it it sounds like I'm trying to make, you know what I mean? <laughs> accidentally came out sounding like grunge rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, you can tell that I'm trying to manufacture something. Mm-hmm. And so in an effort to keep things organic and sounding like they come from a real place. Number one, I only talk about autobiographical things. So it's just you. There's no cap in none of my rap. This is this is something I've dealt with. This I is respect. right. I Cause I mean, I don't know. I'm I like I said, I'm trying to give real emotion. It allows you to put that piece yeah. of yourself. I'm on trying it. to give real emotion. And so that's number one. And then number two, um I I try to be obedient to what the soundscape is telling me. Um, wow! And so, so that's really it. That's so so, so that's it. all within the beat aspect of it. So yeah, it's like if so, I hear a melody. Yeah. So I was about to say, are you melody, and then like then you're writing the lyrics to it, or is it like I got some lyrics and I'm gonna build something around that emotion man, that you I've have spent from it? Six months developing what is now my go-to way of doing music mm-hmm. and I didn't know I was doing that and you know that just speaks you accidentally to the process. like created a form yeah a format for me to do stuff because I'm I don't like being formulaic so when I produce stuff it's the random with parameters thing. yeah <laughs> I don't do the same thing you know when I produce tracks like even if I'm doing one after another I'm not gonna They're use gonna the same kick yeah I, I intentionally do that because I want something fresh I want to reset and so when it comes to that I didn't realize it, but it grew into how I do things. So the first thing I'm very aware of spiritually and mentally is how does this make me feel upon first listening? That first listen is so important to me that I, I have a phone full of voice notes because I'm a very in a moment type of creator. Like and you so, just want to you want to get out what the, what it made you yeah, feel the visceral yeah. reaction. And even as if I can't if I can't get in a booth and do it right away, mm-hmm. uh, I want to be able to have some sort of a a semblance a, of what it could well, be. It's just an access point for me to come back, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so usually two things happen for me in my process. So like for instance, uh, Rosart, shout out to Rosart, love you, man. Um, he produced energy, right? Mm-hmm. On the song. I was going to ask about the production. I was going to so, say like. So here's what's crazy. He sent me, um, he sent me some tracks and that was one of them and it was called energy. And I played it for five seconds and the other ones I would let play because I'm trying to dig. I'm trying to feel something from it. Mm-hmm. This one right away. You like so I turn it off. So when I feel it and I know I can't record or do something, I turn it off. So you can wait. 
and yep. get your and own. salvage Man. those feelings. Yeah, that is yeah. that is so much respect for the sonic space. Like yeah. that, I don't I don't think a lot of people think that deeply about just the the sonic and the emotion that's going to be attached to it. So it's like you want that first knee jerk reaction every time. Is that how like the entire project start to finish was done on this? Like turn it off method or is it just that no. one that made you again, just go? No, nope, again, I'm not I formulaic in, in, in any mm -hmm. way. Um, so anything I compose, like I did normalize, mm -hmm. right? Um, the first half, the second Shout out half. Josie. Yeah. The second half was wildlife. Willie, what up, bro? Uh, and so first half was all me and I changed the key. I changed the drum loop. I had my home homies Ecoli and and Stoneface come lay bass and guitar. I was gonna um, ask if the bass guitars were yeah, live and the sax yeah. is the sax on that one. Oh, that's Fabian Saxy on Hurt People. Shout and, and out! So, but I worked really hard on those tracks because when I produce, I'm trying to produce to feel something. So it's the opposite process. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I'm a producer first, so it's very hard for me to do the artist thing because it requires me. You you have to turn off your production and side. I can't turn that off. So and I mean, well, the, I think that's that's the beauty that gets you the music that you get to mm -hmm. because since you can't turn that off, it's gonna have you call up somebody to come play this bass. Yeah, it's gonna have you say, "Hey, I did the first half of this beat, but I know that you right here, you could take this and you could put your art form on it." Like I believe that that's that's the collaborative element almost. Well, here's the thing. Um, I discovered during this project that people want to be a part. I'm used to doing things by myself. Just solo. Yeah. And it's not because I don't want to work with people. I just didn't think people cared. You know what I'm saying? So like, energy. this was the first time that people were like, nah, man, I want to be a part. I was, I was like, very no, surprised. Like, I love to do Everybody this. who's a part of this project outside of D Noel and Asar, I, I'm, you know, you know, team, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Josie, right? Even Go Hayes. Outside of them guys, well, even go Hayes. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised with everybody. It was like, yo, y'all like, want to be a part? Everybody this, wants to. You, you want to get on this project? Yeah, I was. I was very surprised. So it it was cool that it all just it kind of did what it did, man. So I want to ask about since we're talking about all of these features and all these people who are on the project, how do you go about selecting features for a project about being? alone or even how you said with people asking you like how did you kind of give them the green light to go ahead and hop on a track when you said this project was you know about that isolation almost because mm. it's crazy it's it's almost contradiction with how many people you're saying are on it and that's what to be about being alone we leaned into that because at first yeah now I, I, I didn't have nobody on it mm -hmm. i had nobody it was on just it. gonna be solo yeah, it was row. just gonna be me yeah but it's so funny so many people kept asking could they be a part that i realized like Man, I'm trying to do something what I think is for the sake of the art when actuality I might be hurting it. Yeah, it, because, I mean, that has man, to come into your mind man. when you got that many people asking you. So can you imagine? I did six months straight, no help, right? And then during that last stretch not is when everybody help. came in? Not not one part. I'm talking about for, for, for Random Wednesday, not to keep bringing it back okay, up, yeah. but six months of tracks, mm -hmm. no help. There was nobody else. It yeah. was me. The whole way through, nobody produced anything. It was all it was all me. From that to this, where I have an abundance of help, and I mean, it was overwhelming for me to a degree because I'm really just not used to that. And I don't mean that in a sense of like I'm I'm a uh, control hawk because I'm not. I don't I don't care. 
And if I edit a mess with something so to the point where I might be changing the foundation, it doesn't change the credit you receive. Yeah. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not a credit whore. I don't care. I don't care. It's so it's much just, easier. It sounds good. It's so much easier to just not care and yeah. just be like, yeah, let's if just do it this. sounds good, hey, bro, I appreciate everything you did because without whatever you started with, we don't even end up here. So you can have it. I'm not like that. So That's awesome. Yeah, most people will never know because it's not important. But um, – yeah, so my wife was the one that was just like, yeah, lean into that. Just use all of these people. Yeah, lean into that. Whoever wants to help, let them be a part. And so now I'm telling a, a multi-layered story of how um, isolated you can need to be, but at the same time, you know, look at all of the help you can still receive. And that's really the whole premise of the whole thing. It's just, you know, um, I was supposed to have, like, space sounds and stuff in there. I chose not to do that because I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like tropes and yeah. stuff like that because it's going to age it terribly, right? Yeah, if you, if you were to put, like, some yeah. space. I feel yeah. like I feel like you chose this almost, like, vibey neo-soul interlude thing, like the, the intro and the outro. That was to let you know. That, this is not going to be a rap album. So, like, you know, I just wanted to I remember you saying that on the yeah. live where you were just like, I hope you know, I ain't yeah. going to be rapping on this I one. wanted to set the precedent early. I think it was fun, though, because, I mean, like, it, it, set up that, it set up that space for everybody to come in and do their own thing. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like you you also set the stage for all these people to come in with these features. The same yeah. way I was talking about how you did Wayside back in the day and how all of those people came in on the Random Wednesday features. This one did the same thing. The way you got Hayes coming in on that beat, the way you got Josie on there. Oh, my God. There's a part in his verse that was just so insane where I was yeah. just like, you're yeah. riding the beat different right now, yeah. G. Yeah. Like, and then we got a star on Hurt People mm -hmm. and that one I think is my favorite track right now because mm -hmm. it's just that one is sitting with me because yeah. it's like, man, y'all really... Y'all really like made something out of this. I feel like everybody got their little section to shine yeah. within your 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 EP about space. I didn't give people direction outside of you know. I appreciate you being a part. This like, is what hey, the song just is hand about. me something back. <laughs> yeah, this was I'm I'm dealing with other professionals, right? Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. Look, when I knew like that this project was um was gonna be dope was um. So the saxophone player who plays on Hurt People. Who kills it. Um, he I I met him through Fiverr. So yeah, I just <laughs> I just found and so Shout out Fiverr. So this is really crazy because like he was real general and you know, professional. If you've ever used Fiverr, they had it forms and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I had paid for thirty seconds of a sax solo. So man, go for it. Um if you feel led to put anything or anything else, go for it. Um, and he said, okay, well, I'm going to just give you the 30 seconds, and I got you. And so then the next day, uh, I didn't even see, but I had like 10 messages on Fiverr. <laughs> and he was like, I love this song. This is great. Man. I sent you four different iterations for you to pick from. You could use one or you could use all of them. Go for it. That's how you know the music's um, hitting. And so bro. I was just like, yes, this is dope. This is a complete stranger. I didn't pay for this. It's like and he he, he was willing to go above and beyond yeah, though because yeah. he could see that you were doing yeah. something that was genuine. That I don't genuine he, aspect yeah. shines through. Yeah. You don't even need to say it sometimes, mm -hmm. you know? Like it's awesome to say it, but you don't have to say that like, hey, this track means something to me. Mm -hmm. Especially like I could like if he's sitting back four iterations, I understand how Fiverr works. People usually don't give you extra they give enough. You that bloop. 
it's like, oh, here's the minimum. Like, the no, I wrote minimum. it down. Mm-hmm. I wrote down exactly what I handed you. Yep. Like, so that is crazy for nah. him to just take that time. He, he said, I love it and send me the final. He said, I want to hear it all together. He was just like, I need, I need to see what you do. I want to hear it all this. together. So now I have his number and he's a good guy. He's cool. That's so awesome. And so, yeah. So that's when I knew because that, that happened more than once on this, this project. You know, I, I, I just met Rose Art not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Like Nico Beats, uh, um, I think I mixed, he did a joint for, for Asar. He did um, the B-Side Freestyle. Oh, okay. So I never, you know, like, it was just this like is a, dope. This is We fire. know people through being around. C-style. I couldn't believe, like, he wanted to be a part. I was so honored. I'm like, bro, this is raw. Because Nico the Greatest is fire. Uh, if you ever look at his discography, it's crazy. And that's just so yeah. awesome that, like, you can, you can get exposed to this, get in these rooms, all of that. And for you to even say that, like, the networking thing isn't something you always enjoy to do. It's not no. something you seek out to do. It, I, I think it's, it almost looks like it's like confirmation when you're just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you took that step back and you took yeah. the plunge into just working for the art in the way you want it to. Yeah. And this is the reaction you got. Yeah, man. I, the first time I met Southpaw Sway, man, I was, I got notes right here that he, says, shout out to his pimp C salute. Yeah. He marks that. Yeah. yeah like, Oh yeah. my God. I said, uh, I played the beat for him and he was just like, can I be on this? I was like, yeah, this is my first, like, this is the first time and we he gave met. You that verse? And he was like, what is this about? I said, seasonal depression. He was like, oh, man. Oh, man. He said, I, he said, I got you. He was like, the and verse so is red. I had nothing done, and he was done with his verse, and it sent it back to me, man. I had nothing. I had nothing. I played him the so he So he put that one in there before you did anything? Yeah, no. Nah. Because he comes in with that hard-hitting yeah. Pimp C flow style, yeah. and it's just so crazy. I originally had him at the beginning of the song, um, but um, this isn't a shot at Drake, but... <laughs> I love things that start like that. Uh, it's not. It's not a shot at Drake, because maybe it's just too high level. I mean, he's Drake for a reason, um, so maybe it's too high level for me to understand but his his sequencing always kind of, you know, bothers me. I'm like, why would you put this right here? It's like a playlist rather than an yeah, album. And, and so, I don't think that's a shot. I, I feel like I, I've always thought yeah. that since views. So, like, for me, though, sequencing was huge. So, I, it's funny. I, I uh, what's this thing? Oh, this is Pop, right, on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first episode was about Boys to Men. And... Um, it, they talk about how when things started going downhill because all of the white boy bands started showing up. Yep. One guy was just like, all right, y'all, peace out. I'm going to go become an accountant. And, you know, they even tried to make it an emotional moment on the show. And my wife was like, wow, I can't believe you just left. And I was like, I 150% relate to that. You wanted to do something different. You know what's the next business I'm starting? What? Is? I can't wait to start it. I'm starting a landscaping company, dog. Gee, that's when I tell awesome. people about that, they get they roll their eyes because they're get just so like, upset. "You're creative. You have a studio. You're uh, doing dude, this and this." It's like, but I also want I have to, a really big green thumb, and you, you I would love to just to put headphones on and just cut grass for hours. Honestly, you no, know, I've never cut grass in my life. Really, never a day in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's therapeutic. Grass I, mean, day in my life. I really get it's it's thoughtless work, but I really enjoy, you know. Is that like a job well done thing? 
It's like, really, is that, like when you look back at one of those, is that a sense of accomplishment as a person who hasn't cut grass? Like, I like building stuff for fun. I made, okay. I built all of these panels. Okay, so 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 you do enjoy the the seeing your works. It's all creative to me. Whoa! You think about it. When I cut grass, you have to cut a design into this yeah, grass. It's like I'm about to do this. That is both uniform, but also admirable, right? And there's a strategy and a way you have to cut grass in order to achieve certain types of patterns. So if I want, instead of a straight line back and forth, I look at a yard and based off of the fact that, oh, you know, towards the end of the driveway, there's a tree trunk that kind of pivots up. This would be really raw if it were if all of the grass was cut diagonally. Man. That's the type of stuff that goes on in my head. That is and so just, dope. And so <laughs> I trans, look at people's lawns and I'm like, I look at piece of people's lawns and I'm like, okay, see, if I go around it and I cut an outline in a circle this way, this would allow me to cut it slant. So it's all it all comes from the same part of the brain for me. That's interesting so. that you that you look at your creativity as something that's like that. No, it's all okay. it's, that, it's that transferable. Yeah. I guess would be the word because like you could just really put that on anything. I yeah. mean, I feel like I don't I, I don't use mine in that manner. Mm. I feel like I'm very. I know what I'm good at. Mm. I know what I could do. I know my things. I never really think about it in the sense of, well, how could I use my my thing here I in this like industry? Creating. I really just like that's creating. so awesome, I, man. That's so yeah. awesome. And so talking about these things, your creativity and all of these uses that you have for it, what led you to starting a studio? <laughs> and uh, and how's the like? How is it as a as something you do? Um, what led to me starting a studio? So, I've lost count how many times I tried to quit and do this full time. So, excuse me. I want to say, as a married man, this is um, my second time quitting a job, a nice job, a cool job, mm -hmm. and saying, no, I want to follow my dreams. What made this time different um, than when I did in 2018 and, you know, did the Random Wednesdays was mm -hmm. there were some things, I think, just spiritually and just within myself that I needed to resolve. I think there was a lot of proof still in my heart mm -hmm. of feeling like I had a chip on my shoulder and I needed to prove something to somebody and ultimately to myself. And this time around, I, it, I had that, a, a that lot pressure of that resolved. Was, oh. I had all that resolved. I had, Man. you know internal issues with my upbringing. I had all that resolved this time. And so there was a level of clarity I think I had this time going into this process that I didn't have last time. It was just time. It was really just time. Um, so this was something I always wanted to do mm -hmm. just because. From the shorty reading the album notes, you yeah. were like, I want to be yeah. the place you this go was, to. <laughs> yeah, this is something I always wanted to do. I just never knew how it was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to end up engineering. Got you. Um, but it's crazy how you do things out of necessity so long, mm -hmm. you know, it eventually develops into a skill. So I've been doing front of house and, you know, live audio for quite a while. But, I mean, anybody will tell you that does either or or both, they're two different animals doing post-production and live audio. Two I think totally both different of animals. those are a different animal yeah. than even yeah. this. I mean, broadcast like this, like, different. Like studio mm -hmm. recording in comparison to live, like mm -hmm. things like live scare me. Yeah. Like, and mm -hmm. like when it comes to things like, like post or mm -hmm. working in a studio, like that's where I'm like, Oh, that you a lot more comfort mm -hmm. because like that's you use a lot more fixing. So that's interesting to see you come from there to be like, yeah, well now I want to deal with the, how can we make this track sound amazing for later? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was one of those things where nobody, you know, me, Osar and Joseph, we didn't have those resources. 
We was getting it out the mud. Made out of necessity, man. And so um, for a while, I was, well, not Josie, but not all of Josie or most of Josie's stuff. But for a while, I was recording, mixing, mastering, producing everything for us, for, for all of us. For every you, yeah. so you had the workload of all of the artists, dude. Man, it never felt like that. This was fun. This is fun for me. That's yeah. awesome that it never yeah. felt like that because no, that's I, that's literally that's what four or five artists right there. Yeah, where you're yeah. you're handling. Were you on production? I'm assuming for at least some of the tracks, and then the mixing, mastering, and recording. Man, I did the whole focus when project. When did you for <laughs> Josie? I did um baby makers that's the project his first project he had before that mm-hmm. um all of the three p series those are all me from josie man and then you had a full six page letter with the except i think wax roof did one song on for six pages shout out wax i know him through christian jalon yeah and so that's like right. but yeah it's man. always been that way I I just that's so insane. I can't believe you took that on your back and just said Ooh, I'm a, I'm a, all of that music sounds amazing. Thank like, you. Look for everyone who is at home, you can play any of these tracks. They the quality don't, is don't, there. Don't play. Don't play these songs. <laughs> hey, I, that quality is there though. Like I'm, you're saying you're saying artists and tracks that I literally have in my rotation. Like, I appreciate that. These man. are tracks that like I remember when they dropped. I mm. remember being on social media and seeing all of these artists push these tracks, and I did not know that yeah. you was really sitting in the back yeah. handling every one of these yep and i mean that that makes so much sense for as you lead to you know having your Mm -hmm. studio here and even the connections you made in the city like and that's why i said what i said i'm very used to doing things by myself so this is that's how you get there (laughs) this is an entirely new experience but the biggest thing i think i learned doing this album and having the help i had is uh and this advice i've been sharing to people listen man when you really are helping yourself help help will come People, you know, the energy you give out of you being productive, believing in something and sticking with it and seeing it through, it resonates and it's going, it, it has to, it's going to bring you the right people. It's going to bring you the it's right gonna, situation. It's going to attract that yeah, energy. Yeah, it's going to attract that. Because it seems yeah, like the energy of the people out. you got around you is that same vibe. It's that same good energy. Like this you all move year, with so much positivity. This entire year, I've never met so many people that are just like me in my entire life. Like <laughs> Pat Jr., Sway, um, like it's so crazy to me. And you're just like, guys. wow, wait, I wasn't the, the only person. one with these thoughts. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I met yeah a couple other producers, you know, recently, and I'm just like, wow, we are the same people. <laughs> we are literally the same person, and and I think that has to do with again the type of energy you've just been putting out there for a while. And I think I think you definitely get that energy back that you put out into the world, man. Mm-hmm. So that's like really cool. Now to ask some some more end up studio questions. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite part about about the owning of a studio? Because I know like some people might, might be like the recording anytime, or is there like a favorite part of like seeing a creation or helping foster a creation? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. My one rule here is that people don't leave here empty-handed. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you came here to support your homie. You know, grab grab a snack, grab a bottle of water. Uh, hopefully, you leave here inspired. Um, and you know, just leave here feeling like, man, you know, I was a part of creation. Um, wow. that's, that's the most important thing to me here about this whole space It's the reason why, like before anybody gets here, usually during the day or in the morning, uh, you know, I clean, 
Um, you know, I play certain music. I just try to keep a particular atmosphere here that can, you know, continue to be a breeding ground for people to come get their visions implemented, man, honestly, and just get it out. Leave it's it really about like just creating that space mm-hmm. that somebody can come and be comfortable yeah, yeah. creating in. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so awesome. And I mean, look, I, I can attest to that. Yeah. As even like today, you helped with the lighting setup that we got going ah, for this. Like, yeah. but it's just like, it's just those things. Like, just that, mm-hmm. that like, I'm like, I'm here and, mm-hmm. and I feel as if, you know, there, there was an assisting in yeah. the, in the production of it. Yeah. Just even if it's like small or something like that. Yeah. Now that's really cool that that's something that like you've incorporated just into the space that you've created. Now, are there any like least favorite things you have about all of this um, i say i think dealing with hobbyists is my least favorite thing yeah and it's not because i don't like working with new people yeah it's just difficult and i always give this analogy but it's kind of the best one i can give it's like being a sports trainer right mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter which sport just I could say tennis i could say but it's basketball. like it's that difference between that it's pro like, athlete training and somebody who's just doing it on the weekend. Well, because it's like you're low-key wasting your time if you're coming to me as a basketball trainer to get some reps up, work on your shooting and your ball handling. If you are not on a team, you have no aspirations to be on a team. It's like you're just trying to beat the homies at the at the park. This is like, – and so to a degree because I've been doing this a while – and I'm affiliated with a lot of really cool people. I'm kind of wasting my time. I feel right, that. and I don't mean that in a malicious way because I give 100. No, I mean, percent It's it, almost like a respecting of your time. Yeah, so yeah. It's, 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 it's not kind of, something that I don't even think you can. It, it can be mm, misconstrued. It's like no, it's something where it's like yeah. you're about to put your time into. It, you're about to put your energy into it, yeah. and that comes at the value of it being respected. Yeah, I have people come and. Mm, that's changed, but you know I've had people come in the past for two hour sessions. Mm-hmm. They only book because they called it on the sale, mm-hmm. and they come and man, shout out to your sales. You you have a lot of sales. As we try to look out, <laughs> shout out, like, try, yeah. just helping out yeah. the artists out here. And if you pay attention, you notice the pattern. It comes the same time every month, uh, <laughs> and that's usually just because I'm solid. So let me help y'all out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, you know I'm I'm not taking it's a like, loss. Look, if I'm straight. Right. Yeah, I'm not taking the law. So there, yeah, man. It's just that's Uh. so that's so like you don't hear these things from people, man. Like just the Uh. genuine good dude. No, I'm just I'm just here trying to have fun, man. I'll try to have fun, but the thing about hobbies, yeah. So they they'll pay because they won't book any other time. Let's just they're only coming in on the sale, and so they come in on the sale. That's the only time I meet hobbyists. They come in on the sale, and I understand because you don't know if you're serious about this yet. So yeah, you should come in on a two hour on a discount. But they'll come in high and freestyle with a track for an hour <laughs> recording. And then at the end, we go, okay, so this is mixed and mastered and ready to go. And I go, no, 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 it's not. That's not how it's that not. works. <laughs> but I mean, you don't know because you're not. Because you're a hobbyist. You don't understand the process where it's like, okay, now this I'm about to take this. is a recording session. Yeah, like this is just a session yeah. for recording. And so now So here are result, your wave tracks. Yeah. You go. Like. So now I have to differentiate the services. And you, and they don't even figure that out till the end. Well, now they, they do know. now. They feel it. It's different. <laughs> I had to do it because. It's different energy now. You well, tell just, them up front. It's, it's so you know, right? Mm-hmm. And when I come in to record. I don't care if you booked a four hour for a recording session or a six hour 
don't expect to leave here with a fully mixed and mastered product. I have to separate it so, you know, people can kind of understand. Those are separate things, though. Like, mm. those are the services are mm. completely and utterly different. Yeah. And I think that that's something where, as you said, a hobbyist might not even be able to differentiate. Yeah, that. so that's the only thing. Um, I got homies that that do this too, mm-hmm. and it's definitely everybody's at least. That's like thing. a that's like nobody a, likes part, working with people who aren't serious about what they're doing. I feel like when it comes to the music, though, and I mean, like I I feel that though, yeah. like when it comes to music, if you consider it to be a space that you respect, mm-hmm. it's very hard to have someone come in who does not understand it completely, or because or, they might the, the ignorance yeah. might cause them to disrespect. Yeah, it. I've had young guys come in here and will dance around. Talk about people that they know that I know, that they aspire to work with. And, and they're literally that, just trying to say, hey, how could I get in the room? Yeah. With oh and so, God. I mean, you're already paying me for my time. So, you know, I go, yeah, they are a really good singer. Yeah. You know, so-and-so <laughs> just, is really fire. I'm like, yeah. You, yeah. Have you worked with them before? <laughs> and I generally, you know, because again, man, I'm not really in a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I have no problem letting you know, like, if I have or if I haven't, how's that gonna? What does it change you? for this? You know what is what is? How You're does that benefit your you? own time right if now? If I tell you <laughs> I work with them, right? What does that benefit you? Like, you know, what are you gonna get from that? And generally, it's always the same thing. A lot of people come here and they think that they're really great at talking, really personable. They're like, I and got they can this. Finesse. I'm going to finesse my way into a, uh, a star track. <laughs> yeah, and a star track. They're going to have to put me on when they hear me. I'm going to go over there and he's going to hear me. He's going to have to put me on that track. And then I ask the qualifying questions, which I'm not going to give out because it's the same questions every time. Mm-hmm. And people just tell on themselves right there. And you let me know <laughs> within the first five minutes of being here. Snitched you, up you, on your you're whole hobbyist. self. You're not a real... You came in here because you wanted to see if you could do something and you're not going to be able to do it. That's it. Man, that's crazy. That's something I don't think I ever would have thought you having to deal with. Because, you know, I mean, and maybe it's because I do see it from the other side. Like, I was I was in college. We were skipping class to make tracks. Like, that's we fine. were hustling for it. Like I could tell the difference. Though. And that's the thing. Like, you you know the people who are coming in there to say, yo, I'm about to do this. And you know the people who are like, I got some time in between class. And, and, and just to like, illustrate my point on when you're helping yourself, people will help you. Man, I've had people come here um, down and out. Like, they didn't tell me. But I knew through conversation they gave you last. Yeah. And so when we done, don't worry about it. I got you. Come and back. Come back when you write. And you it's like I mean? just noticing that. Yeah. Like that's how Come it was. You write. That's how it was in college a lot, mm. more often than not. Where mm. it's just like, hey man, it's yeah. just I'm not about to stop your creativity off yeah. of that. Like, man, you got a track, let's get the track off. Yeah. Like I hopefully you good for it. Yeah, the first artist <laughs> I worked with like that, he wasn't down and out. That's not what I'm saying. But D2X. Oh yeah, he was he was the first person that I never met before that came here, and I could just feel his passion radiating off. And of you him. were just like, man, we let's, doing let's good. Let's put it, yeah, let's put it together, bro. Let's, I let's feel that energy. That's yeah. so awesome. You can't. It's undescribable. Yeah. See, I feel like that's how I feel when like I've worked with Kiko in the past, yeah. where like he'll come in the studio and I'm just like, you really want this? Like, mm-hmm. and it's it, when you see that on somebody, it's like. It's a synergy. You hit that flow state. It's like, mm-hmm. let's just create. Yep. Who cares about whatever else we got going on? Yeah. All that other shit is superficial. We're creating something that's not. Mm-hmm. Like, we're creating something that can go even deeper. Now, is that how, I'm assuming when you were doing all of these projects at the same time for Josie and Asar, like, I'm assuming you had that same feeling for their music? I love those guys. Those are my brothers. I believe in them. And the first question I ask anybody that I'm doing a project with is, 
how can I help? What do you need me to do? Yeah. Right? What, um, what's, what's the disconnect? Yeah. Because you came here because yeah. there's something you can't get because, done. Well, more than that, it's just, I, you know, on a spiritual level, got to align this to happen. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm capable of, but it, I just know from experience, the best way for me to help is to know what do you need from me? And so, yeah, with them, that you know, that we they learned very quickly. They were like, I'm very vocal about exactly. it. And, you know, hey bro, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Right now, I just some joints, so I still need to finish mixing. But it's just I need this. And and that's me. That's <laughs> that's where I live. And yeah, like I said, for anybody doing a project with me, uh, like I I just finished working with Elijah LaFleur mm-hmm. and he did his whole project here. And it's 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 amazing. It's really dope. And yeah, same question. And what do you outcome. need me to do? I mean, it yeah. lays it out so plainly, man. Yeah. And that's so dope that you work like that. Now, I only got like two more questions real quick no, before we get up out of here, my G. Okay. But I love to ask everybody this question because it, it comes in a variety of different answers from different people. But what do you do to foster your creativity? What's the, what do you do to protect it almost to make sure that it's like something that doesn't get neglected? And I mean, you've, you've alluded to it and you're in like a couple different ways with this album, but like, what, what do you think is your like main thing? It's like, what do you do to make sure that creativity just stays up? I'm going to explain this concept the best way I can, because it's, it's one I feel like God is working through me right now, Mm -hmm. even as we talk, but you know, your inner child, a child in general, mm-hmm. children aren't born with this innate desire to prove anything, right? Nothing. They just be. They're the most, children are the most in present, present tense, in the moment. Because there's nothing things. else to compare it to. But they're children, right? And so the most original things I've ever witnessed and been a part of we're from kids, just being kids. Just being like, why kids, can't we do it that kids way? kids make up these little dances. Mm-hmm. I love it because you know there's no point of reference. This is really just... It's genuine creativity. They, they are my having son, When my son starts thoughts. to have a four-year-old son, mm-hmm. when he just starts riffing, it's I love that because he's not riffing so he can impress dad and prove that he's got musical chops. He's riffing because that's how he feels in the moment. It's what he wants to do. And so what I've discovered is as a creative in America, especially, we put way too much stock on proving things to people. Showing you what you can proving do Proving anything. Why are you trying to prove something, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. I feel like we all have to get to this point. It took me 30 years to get to it. So I understand. I'm not any better than anybody, but I just want to encourage anybody watching this or listening. True creativity starts when you take your proof off of why you create. What do I mean by that? What I mean is I create because I am. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not creating because my mama told me I wasn't never going to make it yeah. in the industry. Because there's nothing wrong with that, right? Some people need that fuel, but it's not always but this it's the, not the best. Like, but this is, but this, this is what I've learned and mm-hmm. I've observed. You can use that fuel. That's expensive fuel. So what I mean by that? When that take runs out, meaning when you've achieved the goal of, okay, nobody Proving thought I was going to make it here. Wrong. Guess what? You're done. The tank's empty. There's nothing else. There's no other reason for you to be here. And that's why people come and go a lot because 
they got to their level and well, there was be, nothing else for them to do here. Well, because you create created art from motivation instead of creating art from inspiration and just being. Because if you do that, it's like that well can't run dry. Man, I create on. because you I am. A word out here, bro. I create because I am. Like Jeez, you understand, like yes. you know what it's I mean? something that you have to get out of yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it takes. I mean, you said there was creativity within cutting like grass for you. So I mean, like I can even see how you're how you're living within that. I create because I am, and it's a hard concept I think for people to really grasp and kind of turns with because I think a lot of this musical industry is competitive by nature. Oh yeah, but it's well, only because we put numbers next to it. Well, it's but like I mean, you put you numbers this. next to My something, dog. everybody wants to fight for it. But it's a black thing. I promise you, I promise you, Taylor Swift is not trying to compete with Leanne Rhymes. Not at all. But we've normalized wow. the competitive factor with our music. Must be a number one and number two. That was my, man, we everybody kept, they had and, to say, what, which dumb. one did you like more, Donda or CLB? But it was like, that's not how you rate music. I, 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 I refused, I refused to answer that question because I was like, how do I answer that? You can't answer, two you should have Two people just created art. That's it. But we've normalized. Who's going to be better? competing or competition in a art form that requires in order for you to really achieve being your best at it you being real right mm -hmm. you being genuine with what it is you're creating and when you add competition to that like with anything else and it's the thing I keep telling people if you're doing music for the sport and for the competition know this any other sport you have to retire. That's real. So as long as you're doing this for competition, just remember, eventually you're going to retire. Is you're gonna, or, or you become the old player in the game. Andre 3000 said a great line about that. He was like, what am I going to rap about in a young man's game? He was, like, he was like, I was doing it for sport. Mm -hmm. So if I'm sitting here at the top, I'm only going to be at the top till we rediscover mm -hmm. what the top is. And so again, it's fleeting, right? Um... I have no qualms with people who do this and they say, I do it so I can be the best. Absolutely. But one thing I've noticed about people who've reached that pinnacle, what you they do realize that, best? oh, snap, I am doing this to be the best, but to the, be the best me, yeah. not to be the best over y'all because there's room for everybody, right? There is room for everybody. And, you know, much like anything quality, Quality will always rise to the top. There's no, there's no rock you could hide it under. You know, um, authenticity and genuineness, and uh, it's always, it's, it's always gonna win because it's something that whether you even understand it or not, if it's in a different language, you can feel it and you can identify with it. Um, so that's the thing I always try to tell people, and that's really where I get it from. Man. Like right now, bro, I've been composing songs on the piano for the past. Week and a half, completely brand new songs, just at the piano. After a drop, keep no, making music. But it's weird because I still everybody everybody I work with on the album. Mm -hmm. I have a ton of tracks. I had a ton of stuff, mm -hmm. and you would think, oh, I'm trying to repackage or do something. But when I tell you the space I'm in right now, I don't know. Y'all might hear a ballad for me next. Honestly, hey, man, I've just I've really just it. been at the piano and just doing stuff. I'm not somebody. That, and I'm learning because I understand the place and purpose of different things in this business on the business side of things. But I'm not a creator that creates with the vantage point or with the understanding or the intention of trying 
to okay, now that I did y'all with this one, I got on this. the next one. <laughs> on my mama, I'm gonna really It's gonna really get in your head. I don't really know what y'all <laughs> I I don't know what y'all gonna get on the next project. And I mean like that's that's true art right there though. I mean I don't I don't think that we know what an artist is gonna do the second they put the brush to the to the canvas, you know? That's fun for me. That's gotta be. I feel like when you fall in love with the creating of the process, it makes the entire thing fun. It makes it make, bro. And I mean, you even said it how the the dropping and how we were talking about like when you drop the record, that doesn't have to be the pinnacle. The pinnacle should be the I'm creating, and that's the creating because you are, man. Yeah, I had fun making the 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 promo slides, man. I was cracking. Oh yeah, I heard about those. Do it. I was just having fun. (laughs) The do not disturb promos. I'm not gonna lie, those were so amazing, man. And I've been praising so many people for their promotion. I don't know what the pandemic did, but everybody was like, I am great at Instagram now, man. These Instagram advertisements are so good. They are. They too good. The quality makes no sense. Where I'm like, is this an actual television commercial? And then we see the pop up with you and the sun, uh, the moon for the do not disturb. Mm. I was like, Jesus Christ, the production value dude i was just having fun and again all of this and creating all of this is it, it it came in the same place one thing i tell i told people and this has been on my list every six months i reevaluate um why i do whatever i'm doing well check in like and just do to, i still have purpose here <laughs> dude man you know tomorrow's not promise so i like to do things with purpose and intentionality um i feel like we're all put here to help each other and the reason why there's so much bad in the world and people want to say, oh, God, how can you allow it? It's not that God allows it. It's that we allow it. I mean, yeah, you know? I think a lot of things are also based upon the perspective because if you change your perspective, you move different. Exactly. It's going to change but, your real life. But can movement. you imagine if everybody was good to everybody, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's just a perspective, yeah. though. Like, all it takes is that. Yeah. Because so. all it is is relative within the moment. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> man, thank you for dropping these gems, my G. Nah, man. I'm just chilling, man. I'm just having fun. Y'all see, I got, I got, I got my house shoe slides on, man. Hey, man, we in your studio. You can man. do that. We, you can do that, man. Look, before we get out of here, we're about to wrap it up. What track do you want to leave them with? I do an outro for every episode. I've used your tracks before. Is there a track from Spaces? Is there another track? What track do you want to leave them with for the podcast? I should give you this remix, but I can't give you this remix. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Another day. Man. Whenever that one comes out, we'll have to do that one on the outro. It's like, what track is remixed? Maybe all of them? <laughs> hey, maybe, leave them, leave them guessing. None of them. Um, <laughs> no, um, I would say um, outro, leave them with um, Uncomfortable. You guys are listening to Uncomfortable by Romar's Ellis featuring Gold Hayes. Run the rest of the project right after this. Thank you for joining us, man. But the wrong things Working way too hard on my off days Try my best to protect my space But still can't hide when I feel out of place Don't judge me but my look on my face Wish all my anxieties away Even if I could, I would be Too afraid to let go Too afraid to be how come I can't let go of what I can't say? That's why I try so hard 
I know in my heart is a reason still to God I wanna let go Tried to from the get-go Ended up just giving up with someone's disrespectful And I ain't perfect I don't got it all together but know my worth it's probably why you feeling threatened Baby scared you gon' change, wait to a phrase Stuck in my mind, stuck in my ways How you deal with pain, you can't even deal with yourself Clear your mind, you need help I know we're searching for peace and guidance Destruct the minds, it's right next to violence I gotta do better communicating Rather than keeping my phone on silent I gotta, yeah, I gotta kill any doubt Don't feel my mind, that's been left around me yeah. Step between watching my energy And watching all of the ones that surround it yeah. Everywhere I see new faces, but that's who come with it, so face it, I can't be complacent I just hate when the lines get blurred on what's real and what's entertainment Who real and who fake, how much time did it take? They painting the picture, the smile through the envy Conversations with my old friends get weird, cause they ain't see the potential that was in me Play on my but act like you ain't with me Crossing them bridges, you losing your way, talking crazy online But you know why I stay half deep when you know I'm a phone call away I'm a phone call away, still the same guy, ain't hard to reach My mama asked me how the music ain't going, I said it and that's saying the least, but I'm keeping my peace Finding in me, becoming the person I wanted to be Guarding my space, still keep my guard Still keep my distance when I, I feel out of place